Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. I'm excited. Melissa tried to take my phone out of my pocket. She doesn't let me come up here with anything in my pockets. I'm like, you're supposed to be looking in my eyes, babe. Why are you looking in my pockets? It's been a struggle our whole marriage, man. She's always scoping me out. I'm like, what? I want to talk to us tonight about a God-sized scale of life. There's two things I've discovered about God. He wants you healthy, and then he wants to grow you. Let me say that again. He wants you healthy, functional. He designed you in his likeness, in his image. He designed you to work. He designed you to be healthy. He designed you to be trusted with things. He wants to be able to put weight on you. He wants you to be a person that he can put important people and things in your hands, and they will be well taken care of. And then you who are faithful with little, he actually wants to enlarge your ability to carry more of what's good and healthy and right. And so I usually am in a process of coming out of dysfunction into function or coming out of small into big. That's usually some of the processing you are in right now. God is delivering you from the house of bondage. Okay, that's what he did with Egypt or with Israel. He delivered them from the house of bondage and then brought them into what they were supposed to look after. You and I are the same. Don't think this journey is all about just being forgiven for being dumb. Okay, we graduate from being dumb to being effective and being functional and being fruitful. And then once we discover being fruitful, we graduate from being small Small is myopic. That means all I'm after is my own needs being met. And there, it is better that you're functional for yourself than dysfunctional for yourself. Because if you're only selfish and only concerned with yourself and you're dysfunctional, that means somebody else needs to use their resources to look after you. So we do want you to be, even if you're small, be healthy. Okay. But eventually God wants to take you from where it's all about you to where you're actually healthy enough to benefit somebody else. Wouldn't you like your life to have a God-sized scale where you're not just sucking life and oxygen from the earth, but you're actually contributing to the betterment of humanity and building something and your life is actually contributing to the causes that benefit society and anybody with me? Do you think God is big enough to take your life and use it for good. Well, then let's get into a God-sized scale. I want to start with um, reading out of 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. And it's kind of a famous prayer. It's called the prayer of Jabez. Okay? And I don't know if I sent the right version over. What version are we using? Can we put that up there? I have it in the New Living Translation, if you do have it. But we can work with this. We can work with the New King James Version. 
Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And first of all, I was just thinking about this. Oftentimes, we identify with a painful moment in our life that's actually quite common. Most people's victimhood is connected to something that's pretty common. I haven't found a whole lot of mothers. My wife has been a mother four times. I don't recall a time that her childbearing was pleasant. I just can't remember her saying, wow, that was really a wonderful experience. Except for Katie, she's going to be the first, okay? But But it's just interesting how his identity was wrapped up in common pain. So that already is something I've just been trying to wrap my head around, okay? But that wasn't what I came to share. Um, But maybe that'll help us a little because most of our identity issues are quite common. What made Jabez honorable is he didn't tolerate the identity or the label placed on him by a painful experience that his mother had. Every one of us, if we want to step into scale, which remember is health and enlargement, health and enlargement, if we want to step into scale, we have to step out of our identity with trauma, with pain. And it doesn't mean that the trauma or the pain isn't valid. That pain was valid. She just allowed it to define her son. Thank God her son didn't let it define his legacy. What pain are you allowing to define your life, to define your family, to define your legacy? You have the choice of whether or not you're going to allow an incident of pain or trauma to perpetually define your legacy. It's actually your choice. Ah, I like Wednesday nights. I just do. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, which is the same God we call on, by the way. Okay, I just want you to know, same God yesterday, today, forever. So if you are facing something or have an identity over yourself, you can also call on a God and he will answer you, okay? And he calls on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and in large scale my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. Interesting, when you identify with a traumatic experience, you perpetuate what you identify with. I wonder if he was already seeing the residue of his identity in the ones he cared about. And so he wasn't just after the blessing. He wanted to stop the cycle. That you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain. Get this. So God granted him what he requested. That's why I had my hand up today in prayer 
I'll never ever tire of needing God to break the cycles in me that are dysfunctional. Never ever tire of asking God to make me healthy. Never ever tire of God asking God to make me enlarge me, enlarge my territory. This is what made Jabez honorable. He had a common pain that he chose to break and asked God to bless him and distinguish him so he could be a blessing and no longer cause pain. This is Christian scale. With me? Okay. So let me just go through these um, points. I, I, it's been a while since I preached on an acronym. And you know, I used to feel like that was my identity. That's like who I was and and, and I feel like, I don't know what happened. I just got away from kind of the real me, the, the acronym me. And, and we were with our Pathfinders last night speaking on convergence. And I felt like just, I got stirred up by my own message and I'm coming back to who I really am. And we're going to take a risk. We're going to go through five letters. The word is scale. We're going to start with the S. Your serving enlarges your stature. One of my favorite arguments is in the Bible is Jesus' like inner circle arguing over who's the best. And it's interesting. What I love about him is he doesn't, he's not trying to take away your drive or your ambition. He's trying to coach you in what greatness really is. He actually probably liked their jostling and their competition. And it's almost like the campus pastors at Awaken. They're all a little bit competitive. They're all fighting and jostling, wanting to build something great for the glory of God. Sometimes it's healthy. Sometimes it's human. Okay, come on. Welcome. Welcome to the world you live in. But what I love about God is he doesn't take away their appetite to be great. He coaches them on what greatness is. I don't mind you longing for stature. I don't mind you longing for significance. I don't mind you longing for success. Let me just properly define it for you. It's your serving that makes you great. If you really want to be great, serve more people. Enlarge your serving ability. In fact, the definition of greatness isn't how many people serve you. It's how much value you add. It's when you orient your life to help more people. It's the beginning of scale is serving. And we will never graduate from serving. You graduate to serving more people. Let me say that again. You don't graduate from serving. Now, now listen, let's just use Pastor Jurgen Matesius as an example. Now, you could say, well, wait a minute. He's got a big staff that serve him. No, 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 no. He's enlarged his capacity to reach and impact and bless more people. The, the graduation of serving, moving to a higher level of stature, is building a team around me so that we can systematize and empower and enlarge and scale our serve. Amen. Let's talk about the C that is, I'm already on the second one. This is going to work, babe. I feel it. I feel a 
There's life in here. All five letters of scale. Not scal, not ska. Scale. The C is your capacity enlarges your cargo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another word for capacity is your integrity. The capacity of a plane, the capacity of a ship determines or enlarges what gets to be carried on that ship. I want to be, I want to have the capacity to carry valuables. Not just on a perfect sunny day in San Diego, but what about on a turbulent day, a rainy day, a difficult day, where the takeoffs are turbulent, where the air quality is turbulent, where the vision is difficult to get through, but the package has to get there. The valuables have to arrive on time. I want my capacity to be able to handle important cargo. I want to be trusted with more. You know what the most important cargo in the world is? People. You know what God wants to build your capacity to handle? The hearts of people. That you could be trusted to transport people out of dysfunction into health. That's really what a church is. That's what Awaken exists for. We want to build our capacity, our integrity, so that people can trust us with their valuables and we can take them from dysfunction into health. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. Unapologetically, unapologetically, we want the most valuable cargo on the planet to be trusted here. That's why it says don't pray for the harvest. Pray for the leadership, the, the, the laborers, because that's what brings you the capacity to handle the harvest. Revival's coming. Are we ready? Are we ready to handle the capacity of the cargo, an awakening in our nation? Let's get ready. You have to ready yourself for cargo. Once the cargo comes, it's too late to get ready. Let's ready ourselves for the things God wants to bring into our life. And that's not just souls. It could be contracts in your business. It, it, could, be, it could be people joining your team. It, wherever you are, enlarge your capacity so that God can trust you with more. It's all right? The A, I just want you to know, I find a way to include this word in every acronym I use, and it's adversity. And I don't know if I just live a life of adversity, but you know, you know what it really is, is I've prayed the prayer of Jabez and I've asked God to enlarge me, and usually that comes with some form of adversity. Something that I didn't have the ability to push up before, and I got more weight on the bar. That's really what, you know, an enlarged cargo or, or, or the increased capacity means I can push more weight up, can handle more weight. And so what I've discovered is every time I've asked God to bless me, he's responded, I'll bless you indeed. Here's a little more weight. <laughs> Shoot. Then I'm calling Pastor Mike at 5 o'clock on a Wednesday when I'm supposed to be coming to preach and I'm stealing all of his wife's empathy time because there's too much weight on my bar. Or is there? 
What if the only way to enlarge your altitude is to go through a little adversity? I found a lot of Christians pray away their adversity. This can't be God. This is too difficult, too painful, too uncomfortable for it to be God. Well, I've discovered that if you're praying right and you're asking God to increase you and enlarge you, the only way he can is to put more weight on your bar. I've discovered that I'm treating people perfectly fine. Fine, and then all of a sudden somebody decides to offend me. I'm a nice guy. I I didn't come to offend. I'm not looking for problems. But when God is developing you for higher altitudes, the only way he can do that is by processing you. Can you handle a little heat? Can you handle a little pressure? Can you handle a little fire? Are you precious metal enough for him to refine you? In fact, to the degree of the preciousness of your metal, you know, there's a difference between 75 karat gold and, and 24 karat gold. And I think it's uh, tw- 24 karat gold. Wait, 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 18 and 24. Natalie, help me here. Thank you. Let's talk about it. Thank you. 14 karat gold is about 70% pure. As a result, it's not as valuable as 24 karat gold, which is about 99% pure. Do you know how they purify gold? Heat, (laughs) adversity, processing, pain, fire. Is fire designed to hurt you or make you more valuable? If you're in the hands of God, that's why it says all things work together for good to those that love him. I'm trying to make you more valuable. I'm a good father. I see value in you. I'm trying to draw it out of you. I just discovered there's only one way to do it. With some heat. Listen, I wanted out of the heat today. I really did. I was trying to find a way out. I think I had a couple valid reasons why I had an excuse. But the reality is your yes to God will keep you in the pain because you care more about what he's doing in you than your comfort along the way. I'm talking about a scaled life. That's why I have other friends that I could have called and they probably would have agreed with my little sorry little excuse for why I wanted out of the pain. Mike's like, I think it's going to get worse. Like, three, dude. I I don't think you know the half of it. You're supposed to encourage me, man. Come on. Is this all right? Anybody want to grow? Want to grow in your function as well as the size of the blessing that you are? This is the way. This is the way into that life. All right. I'm already on the L. It's quite remarkable. I know. It's your pastor. Um, your language enlarges your limits. You know what I've discovered about my language is it always locates me. 
we had a conversation with our son, Josiah, who we dropped off two weeks ago at the Barcelona residency. Um, and he's, he's living there now at 15 years old. And he's been on the A team for four straight years of the ODP and the Development Academy. And they put him on the B team, Oscar Barba. Oh yeah. And uh, you could tell in his language that he was a bit de dejected. And you could hear because he started talking about, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be here next year. And, and what happens is anytime you and I face failure, face adversity, face pain, we start questioning whether or not I'm supposed to be here. My best, I've heard my best is enough. I'm not sure if it is anymore. You, you're tracking with me. Have you ever been in a place that it was the blessing of God got you there and now you're wondering, <laughs> is this really the blessing? This doesn't feel like that. You see, but God's trying to elevate his life so he can play at a larger scale and he had to take him down to take him up. But I found his language was locating him and his language was playing the victim card. Have you ever played that one? I just want you to know no matter how great your hand is, if you have a victim card in it, you have a losing hand. Four aces and a victim card is a losing hand. I just want you to know. And what I found from our son is I could hear a little of the victim. And we, we you know, um, left him a voice memo the next morning and called him on his language. We don't really care if he becomes a professional soccer player. We care that he doesn't cave under the pressure where he doesn't feel like he's good enough. All we care about and all God cares about is that you continue to give your best in every situation. Whether you feel like your best is enough or not, your best is required. I hope and pray you are brought into situations where you feel like you're not sure if it's enough. And you have a friend like I have that says, no, 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 no. You gotta give your best. You have a father and a mother like Josiah has that doesn't allow him to play the victim card. Jabez's mother, it sounds like, was allowing her children to play the victim card. The reason that God saw Jabez as more honorable is he laid the victim card down. Any poker players in here? You know what I mean? And he picked a different card up. You with me? Your language enlarges your limits. Your language will always locate your heart. I found oftentimes after a day like today where I said things that located me. I'm frustrated. I'm a little insecure. I'm, I'm uncertain. I'm in territory I don't feel confident in. And I found my, my, my language. And it's great to have a friend that corrects me, but I also have to get up tomorrow morning and deal with my heart. Because if I don't change the source of my language, I will continue to say the things. Don't just get mad at your language. Let your language identify your heart. You with me? Are you, you sure you still want to scale? All right, finally, we'll end with this. 
um, your exceptionalism enlarges your equity. Now, what I mean by that is God is not trying to copycat you. He's trying to develop your individual uniqueness. And he's trying to draw remarkable out of you. He created you in his likeness, in his image. You are excellent. You are wonderfully made. You are astounding. And he's trying to pull the exceptional out of you. And the more you allow him to develop your exceptional nature, the more equity you have. Let me give you an example. I have three doctors that are my favorite doctors on the planet. Two of them tie for first. Dr. Mike Yeager and Dr. Lisa Dunn. They're my absolute favorites, okay? I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them. A great distance between them is my third favorite doctor, Dr. Ben Carson. Dr. Ben Carson is the only, the first, sorry, not the only, the first person to successfully separate Siamese twins joined at the brain. He's the most extraordinary, exceptional brain surgeon um, in the world. He was the leading brain surgeon at John, John Hopkins University. And what I love about him is because he's become exceptional in his uniqueness, his calling, his wiring, he's developed it to be exceptional just like you and I need to, okay? I'm not a brain surgeon, but there are things in me that are special if I'll develop them. Same with you. What I love about exceptionalism is it breeds equity. What equity means is you, when you say something, you have the weight or the value to move things. And what I love about it, he doesn't just care about health and brain surgeries and, and the human brain. He actually has a massive passion about education. And he came out of the Detroit Project, so he came out of severe poverty. His mom couldn't read. But what I love about his mom is even though she couldn't read, she didn't play the victim card, she would still grade his papers and write with red ink on them, even though she didn't even know how to read them, but she just wanted him to know that she was reading them. I just love that. I just love that she, she broke a cycle in her son and wouldn't let him play the victim card, okay? But because a lot of times where you come from will dictate your passion to bring change. So when you're born in pain, you don't want to cause pain anymore, but you want to be enlarged like Jabez so you can break cycles in others. And so he's become extraordinarily passionate in the education space. But because he's exceptional, it gives him a lot of equity when he shares his opinion. One of the things he's famous for saying, because he hates that in public schools, they teach evolution as fact. He hates that. That bothers him. Not just because he's a Christian. It bothers him because he's a brain expert. And he's like, it is impossible to evolve into exceptional, the, the, the crazy divine engineering of the human brain is impossible to evolve into. And he says it like this, it would be like a tornado blowing through a trailer park and assembling a 777 airplane. Can you imagine? You tracking with me? 
His exceptionalism has given him an equity to speak into an industry he's passionate about. Your exceptionalism is gonna give you a voice. Your exceptionalism is gonna scale your ability for your opinion to matter. If you stay average and you don't enlarge how exceptional you are, there are things that you care about that no one will care that you care about them. But because he was exceptional and scaled his exceptionalism, it's given him an enlarged equity to speak in areas he's passionate about. You, you may or may not know, but he's also passionate about our court systems. And he said in 2016, after his run for president didn't go well, what I love is he didn't play the victim card. Oh, nobody wants me, fine, I'm gonna leave with my opinions. He continued to join the person who won the primary from his party and used his voice to help them win. And here's what he said, this 2016 election. Now, now remember, your exceptionalism gives you equity in your passion. You might be passionate about something, but you haven't built the exceptionalism in the industry you're in, so you don't have a voice in what you're passionate about. But because he was exceptional in his industry, it gave him a voice in his passion. And he was passionate about the court systems. And he said, this, is an, this election is all about the Supreme Court justice system. If we lose this election to liberal thinking, there could be two as much as three Supreme Court justices that turn over in this election cycle. Was he right? Aren't you glad he was exceptional enough and it enlarged his equity and it gave him a platform to influence from that stirred a bunch of voters to secure the judicial system of America in conservative values? I wonder if Roe versus Wade turning had something to do with the exceptionalism of a brain surgeon whose equity was enlarged because he surrendered to a scaled life for the glory of God and the benefit of people? Come on, let's stand on our feet. Come on. Feel all right in here? You feel a little scaled, a little challenged? Do you feel God calling you upward? It's an upward call in Christ Jesus. Doesn't matter where you start, he's calling you up. If you're in here right now and you just feel the upward call of God, can you put your hand up? You feel him calling you into larger living, calling you out of victimhood, calling you out of cycles of dysfunction, cycles of pain. If, if that's you, look, look around. Are you, we're a part of a company of people who God is calling out of pain into being a scaled blessing. Let me pray for you. God, Holy Spirit, I just wanna thank you for a Wednesday night, we're bringing our jars to you. And we just declare the deposit of life, the deposit of increase, the deposits of enlarging our life, scaling our life, scaling our serve, I feel like for somebody in here, you've yet to step into serving with your life. You've even said to yourself, somebody in here, you've said to yourself, I'm still too dysfunctional to help anyone. No, 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 I'm gonna tell you, your serve is gonna unlock your function. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Your serve is gonna unlock your function, okay? Capacity, anybody in here with capacity issues? You know you're built for more. 
God, I declare the increase, the enlarging of our integrity, the enlarging of our capacity, the enlarging of our vehicle so that we can carry the goods for you. God, I speak into people who are facing adversity and I declare a shift, a shift in their mindset that you've somehow sent this because you're bad or you're not for them. And I just declare that, no, you're working all things out for good, even the hard things, even the difficult things. And I say a fresh grace. And I declare friendships like I have with Pastor Mike Yeager who, who speak life into my pain, who don't let me out of stuff easily, who call me into perspectives. And, and I call you into perspectives, perspectives of pain, perspectives of things that are hard. I call you into like our son Josiah, not to quit because he feels like he got demoted, but to rise, but to rise. And I just declare the blessing of God over those that are facing pain. And I say a language coming up with our language. God, I pray that you, I feel like there's been a couple people that you said something today. That isn't even the real you. But something's in your heart has just gotten a bit toxic. You're trying to change your confession and God's saying, no, no, no. Use your confession to locate what's hurting. Bring that to me and let me change you from the inside out. And I declare the healing of heart, the healing of pain, the healing of victimhood, the healing of trauma, the healing of injury, the healing of identity issues like Jabez had, the healing of, of labels that have been put on him that he's carried, that have been in his family. I declare the coming out of victimhood, victimhood and the coming in to a heart that's healthy that brings forth language that's life. And finally, I prophesy of people that are exceptional. I prophesy the rising and the development of unique gifting, unique gifting. Enlarge our blessing quotient, enlarge our ability to be the true selves that we are and the extraordinary gifts that you've created us to be. God, we thank you for what you're doing here at East Lake campus in Jesus most extraordinary name amen wow what an amazing word I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did hey listen for more information about our church go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app it is amazing it is chock full of incredible messages information about upcoming events and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined we loved having you with us today we look forward to seeing you again god bless you live a life that is transformative bye for now